Hey, welcome back to another episode of Makali Moments. And today, I am alone for once. Oh my god. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not a loser. Uh, I actually have a guest with me today. Um, we came to Korea together. And I barely see this guy. I see this guy maybe, <laughs> what? I see you maybe once a year, maybe? Probably. Probably. Yes. <laughs> and uh, I think I've only hung out with you maybe once or twice the most. Yeah. Yeah. So I like to introduce my guest. This is Jarrett. Hello, everybody who may be listening in the future. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know who's going to listen to this. Because uh, I will. I yeah? will listen okay. in the future. Oh, I got one. <laughs> I got one. One fan. Oh, yeah. this is nice. Uh, no, but we just started this and I don't know where it's going to take us, but that's cool. Wherever it goes, it goes. Actually, a, a couple of my friends back in Texas, they, they have, they've done a podcast sometimes. Oh yeah. It was like on and off kind of a thing a few years ago. Oh, okay. So do you know what I'll, their topics were? Just curious. Um, It was a, a variety of things. It, okay. so it, it, it shifted over time. Uh, they started out kind of with, uh, media and entertainment that they were all interested in that okay. kind of thing but yeah well so, I, I know you're really big into media and shit like well like yeah, art sometimes yeah what, what do you play again well i play guitar okay. i'm a well i've studied jazz guitar but that's not the only thing i play but that's that's kind of where my mindset is i guess yeah. is the jazz style okay yeah. is that your main like guitar that's your main yeah that's my main instrument okay um I play some others, but not a lot. I'm okay. I'm not, I'm not a great like multi instrumentalist as as some other people may be. But okay. I mean, I can play the piano a little bit. If if you study music in college like I did, if you don't, if piano is not your main instrument, you have to study it. It's just part just of the notes. Yeah, it's 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 part of your curriculum. If you're not a piano student, you have to study some piano. Okay, just but, to like get the basics of to proceed to the next instrument yeah basically? i mean in western music a lot of music theory is based around the structure of the keyboard okay so it, it kind of goes hand in hand with the other stuff that you study yeah um when i was in high school i took guitar first uh, yeah just for like a semester mm -hmm. um but i think what really helped me learn the guitar was piano Mm -hmm. um, I didn't take any formal piano classes, but I messed around with the piano and I learned like the chords, um, the notes of each yeah. key, whatever. I, I, I'm not a musician, so I don't know the, the correct terms. Yeah, to say. Fine. Um, <laughs> but I learned like the keys, like the G, D, A, mm -hmm. F, whatever. Mm -hmm. And through the piano, I learned how to play the guitar. Yeah. Words. Yeah. So I can see where, why piano is kind of like the, the basis. Yeah. It's things. very, it's very universal. Yeah. It, it can help you can help you conceptualize music no matter what instrument you want to play or if you want to sing you know yeah just curious um i was asking you this earlier but i stopped the yeah. question uh <laughs> just because i thought it might be a good like um podcast topic mm -hmm. did why did you stop alcohol did it have to do anything with um your music or anything um um it had to do with playing music a little bit because okay. i you know because well, even back when I was living in Texas, you know, you the places that you end up playing music like often bars. is bars and stuff, yeah. you know. So a lot of times, even if you're getting paid, you're also getting a bar tab or free drinks or something. And 
Which is not so... I mean, there, if you're playing, you probably have to drive. So you're not going to go crazy. You're going to have maybe one drink and then drive home after, which yep. is which is okay if you space it out. If it, you know, If you start the gig and you have a beer and you're driving home four hours later or whatever, you yep. know, it's fine. But here in Korea, I was playing with some friends... And so we would go to a bar and we might stay overnight. So it's so it's like you stay oh, at a bar. You just keep drinking then. Yeah. And they're paying you in free beer. So it's like you have absolutely nothing to do but hang out and keep drinking because that's yeah. what you're there for, basically. Okay. So, which, you know, it's not like I was... I mean, it depends. I think... <laughs> I think Korea that they're just the general Korean lifestyle might look like an alcoholic compared to the American lifestyle. It is. A lot of ways. I never felt like I was taking things too far. I was just getting tired of it. I was tired mm. of it's like all we do is come out here and drink. It feels repetitive. And, is that what that is? Yeah. Okay. And just seeing seeing my <clears throat> friends do stupid stuff and then yep. sometimes doing stupid stuff myself and then, you know, seeing them poke fun of me later like oh you did this like oh yeah yeah oh just a lot <laughs> yeah, of regret yeah just stupid stuff yeah. so then i tried i tried to just cut it completely because uh you know just i mean there there i guess there could be some health benefits to moderate drinking but you know yeah i, I just thought it's probably better to not drink at all health wise if if you can manage it but that lasted maybe a few months and then Oh, so I caught you in those weird few months then. Well, not really, because that that this was all about a year ago. Yeah, yeah. So. So yeah. Okay. Um, it was pro. Yeah. So it's been about a year since I started drinking again, and then okay. I was like, you know, it's it's there's nothing wrong with drinking. It's just. It's more moderation. Yeah, I kind of feel like it's the time to be more sensible. What I've definitely noticed is that I'm getting to the age where hangovers hit way harder oh, I, I feel you like um i remember back in college i used to drink almost every night yeah and the next day yeah i'm hung over but i'm drinking in the middle of class yeah and it was bad then but now <laughs> it's like i spend one night it takes mm -hmm. me two days to get fixed now yeah because it's, it's not the same it's not just a hangover as in, oh, my head hurts. It's like, it feels like I have the flu or something. Yeah, I feel like I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so everything has to recover. I have to get rehydrated again. I have to, like, eat the right foods, yeah. you know, eat, like, some salty stuff. And yeah. and, yeah, and get extra sleep. So it just feels like, you know, if I drink too much one night, yeah, like you said, that kind of takes it out the next couple of days. So yeah. And I feel like I waste my weekend. Yeah, and I drink probably like on a Friday, Saturday, Sunday heal. Monday I come back to work. I'm like, I wasted my weekend. <laughs> right. Kind of. Like I wanted to do this, this, and that, and I was just sleeping and trying to survive. Mm -mm. You know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But speaking of alcohol, you want to grab a drink, man? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. Well, I, I got two drinks on the table right now. <laughs> uh, one of them I made, and the other one's just Makali from the store. Which one do you want to try? I want to try. Well, yeah, I want to try yours. Okay. How about how about I take a sip of the store bot so I can like oh, gauge. calculate gauge my taste buds and then I can check yours against it. Okay. Just to, just to see how it compares. All right, let's do that. that um, all right. Well, I'm gonna move the mic. So my bad. There's some mic sounds. Um, so this one I made. Um, I know there's barely left because I actually served this one I think for another Makali night. 
yeah that i did um this one's made out of plums like plum extract mm, okay. uh, it took me three months to extract the plum juices whatever and then yeah. i spent another week or two fermenting it with rice to make this one okay i'm gonna pour this one for myself though just so that you can t- grab a taste and decide if you want this one or the store-bought one yeah and this is the store-bought one i really like this brand have you had this one before I don't well I I wouldn't know. I I have had mini Macaulay's before but oh, okay. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to remember what brand. It's usually it's usually the the times that I've had Macaulay is usually with if I've been with Korean friends and they're just like, "Hey, here drink this." Oh, yeah. Like I don't know what it came from. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this one is called Nurenmal um which means like uh slow village if are to like translated directly. Yeah. Like nurike, mal. Yeah. Okay. How good's your Korean? Not not good. Oh okay. Well. Depend. It depends on what you mean by good. What I mean by good, I would say no, it's not good. But. Oh okay. I still study it a little bit. Yeah. Almost every day, but it's, you know, I'm more just trying to learn vocabulary and stuff, and. Yeah, I don't vo- practice speaking with people much at all. Yeah, I think vocabulary is always a big one, um, to learn the language. Yeah. Well, cheers, man. You want to try this one first, or which um, one? You want to try first? I'll sip this, and then. Okay, that's cool. Well, cheers, bro. It's good to see you, man. Yeah, I'm really glad you're Likewise. here. Likewise. Yeah. Huh. How's that yeah, one? So it tastes like broccoli. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Can I, can I have yours? Yeah, after? yeah, yeah. Feel free to pour yourself, okay, man. Like, make yourself yeah. at home. That one's really sweet. Just you know, like if you want, um, add water to it if you want. Just let me know how you, you yeah. feel it tastes first. We can add water after. I want to see. Can you briefly explain to me again what was like the general flavor of that was what? You know, what I like about the this one, the Nurenmar, mm-hmm. um, the store bought one, I really like it because it's distinct. It yeah. has a distinct makgeolli taste to it. Um, it's just different. That's why I yeah. like it. But yours is sweeter, you think? Oh, yeah. It's much sweeter. Let's see. <laughs> this one's made from plums. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a stark difference. Wow. Yeah. Yours tastes more like... It's interesting. Because there's still some of that kind of... Cre- to me, Mockley has like a creamy taste yeah. and texture. Yours also has a, just a, a fruity... You can definitely taste... The plum sweetness in there. Yeah. This one turned out really That's sweet. I, I actually used two different recipes to make it. Mm-hmm. Um, I finished the other one. The other one was more sour, which I liked more. Um, yeah. This one's much more sweeter. Yeah. So I like to dilute it with water. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. But for so- for someone who loves sweet stuff, I bet they would like this. Oh, I, yeah. I like it a lot, but I probably wouldn't want to drink like a... I probably wouldn't want to drink how much you poured for yourself. Oh, well, I poured like, myself oh. a glass. And but it's, uh, I'm just going to sip on it. That's the thing, yeah. Yeah, but it's it's good. I like it. Thanks, man. How exactly do you make it again? Is there a... Well, you know, the process might take a while to explain. Um, but No, I can explain real quick. I probably explained it so many times. So yes. <laughs> Every single person. <laughs> yeah, 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 I know, right? Uh, Ask the same question. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, I'm going to give you a quick spill on it. So basically, okay. you just get regular rice, like chapsai, mm-hmm. like the chapsai rice. Uh, you wash it until the water runs clear. For me, when I do it, um, that means washing it for like an hour. 
Yeah. So wow. it's just me over the sink, washing it continuously until the water runs clear. And then once the rice is clear, the water runs clear, you cook the rice. I usually steam the rice. I don't know if it makes a difference if I cook it in a rice cooker versus steaming it. Mm-hmm. I just prefer steaming it. Um, once you steam the rice, you let it cool down to room, room temperature. Um, and then all you add is basically a yeast and water and that's it <laughs> and then you let it ferment for about a week yeah and that's it it's really simple yeah yeah i see and you can experiment with like the water levels like depending how much water you want less water you can experiment with like how much yeast you want in there less yeast it changes like the flavor and the profile of the drink yeah it just depends on what you want right right it's just me experimenting a majority of the time yeah sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't this one i like it but it's not my best yeah what what has been your favorite experiment so far? I had two. I did one mixed berries one. I did one with um there was a blueberry mixed with I think it was mulberry and raspberries. So those three mix was really good. Um then my second favorite would have to be the mulberry one. And that one turned out amazing. Mm-hmm. And what I did differently with that one, I don't know if it changes much, but um when I made it, there was no water. I didn't use water at all. Um, all the water, the liquid part was just from the mulberries Mm, and it turned out amazing. Like I was so surprised by it. I was stunned and it just sucked. It didn't produce a lot. It produced like (laughs) half a bottle. I'm like, oh man, but it was still really good though. So that was probably my favorite. Have you revisited, revisited any of them yet? Done it twice or have you always done something different each time? I've always done something different. Yeah. Um, but I want to revisit them, but it's, in Korea, you know how like the fruits come in seasons. Yeah. Um. So I'm just waiting for next season to come again, like I mulberry see. season, whatever. Yeah. So you're trying to, so you're using fresh ingredients each time, whatever's. Yeah, exactly. Available. So like for this one, plums was available like back in June, uh, mm-hmm. or May or June or something like that. Had to extract that for three months. So then it was like August or something. I can't remember the time frame, but I do things in seasons. So, so hopefully once that mulberry season come by again, I'll make another batch and oh yeah. Are you still here? Or are you going home? Uh, planning to go home. Yeah. Yeah. Did you turn I mean, in the paperwork? I, yeah, I did. So did. officially, I am going. You're home. going home. Okay. It's just a matter of exactly what do I do next. Yeah. Um. I was going to ask you. Um. Mm-hmm. I want to go back to music now because that's kind of your main staple out here. That's how we know you as. Yeah. Um, how did you connect with that band of yours? What band is it again? You you were in well, several before. Yeah, there's been yeah. So give me that time. A lot frame. of a lot of different, a lot of different groups that I've played with have already come and gone. So it's uh, I'll just start from the beginning, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when I first got here, when I first got here, I wanted to take a break. You know, I had just gotten done with grad school, basically. I was a graduate guitar major. I finished that, and I was like, I want to travel and just forget about music for a while. That was really part of the reason. I had many reasons, but that was part of the reason for coming here in the first place. But that that lasted about maybe six months. You know, it lasted till my summer break, and then I was like, "Man, I really miss playing <laughs> with yeah. other people." I still had my guitar. Uh, I would, you know, just practice at home, at home yeah, yeah, for fun. But I was like, "Man, I really miss playing with people." So I need to find other people to play with. And I was still going to, I was just going and checking out concerts and stuff. That's still something I like to do. Was it mainly jazz? Um, 
yes mainly but not not all like the like metallica came here that was oh, either okay. the first or second year 2016 or 2017 mm-hmm. and uh yeah that was a great opportunity there was also another another guy who's he's from another time so you may not know him but a guitar player named jeff beck nope. uh, yeah <laughs> he he would be famous in like the classic rock world but he's also just really well known amongst guitar players okay so he visited again that was probably 2017 maybe but it was a really great opportunity to see like Metallica. I mean, mm. you know, one of the biggest metal bands of all time. Even I know them. I don't yeah. listen to rock right, at all. Exactly. Everybody knows Metallica yeah. just about. At least the you know the name and maybe the logo if they see it. Mm. it That's great. the one with the crazy black and white mask, yeah, or um, face paint. No. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry, my. You might be thinking. It. Well, there's there's a lot of metal bands that do that these days, though. You might be thinking of Kiss, which was oh, like that was the Kiss. original okay, band. That, okay, that was Kiss. My bad. There's That's also with the guy that bit off the vampire head. Not somebody, somebody else. <laughs> okay. That's Ozzy that you're thinking. Okay, of. well. <laughs> that's how ignorant I am when it comes uh, to this type of genre. Well, that's cool. Okay, sorry, my bad. Keep but, going. Uh, Anyway, I'm I'm from I'm from a sm- originally from a small town in Texas, and then I went to school in the North Texas area, like Dallas, Fort Worth. So, even a lot of the really big bands in America, they don't really come through Texas very often. And if they do, it's usually like Austin once every few years. Yeah, mm-hmm. they might. So it's like maybe one year they're in Houston, two years later they're in Austin, two years later they're in Dallas. You know, oh, okay. it's like, it's like that. they don't come through often. So. It, I was in Amarillo, which is a town in West Texas, and you know, so as a teenager, like I, I didn't get the opportunity to go to any big concerts like that because it's yeah. like, what am I going to do? Ask my parents to drive five hours, hours to go yeah. to some rock band that they that they don't want to listen to, only I want to yeah. listen to. So, so anyway, so it was cool to see. Yeah, there's some yeah. groups like that that are really easy to see in korea because anywhere you are in korea you can hop on a train and within two hours or so. yeah and yeah. be anywhere that's important in, mm-hmm. <laughs> in two hours so yeah so some rock stuff but i've also seen a lot of jazz okay. here you know there, there's some great there are some great jazz musicians in korea i mean like korean jazz musicians mm-hmm. they're just not it's just not popular are I they th- mainly indie artists or yeah, it's sort of like the indie rock scene. It's like they kind of have to do things themselves yep. and self-promote a lot, and they play smaller shows for a lot less money. There are festivals, and a lot of the festivals, it's actually kind of weird because it almost has a like segregated vibe. That There's a lot of times, here's a stage where all the Korean jazz musicians are playing, and then all the international people oh. touring they play on this separate stage also oh, like they separate the audiences pretty much so, sometimes it seems like that yeah. usually the you know there's a lot of korean people who are interested in international jazz mm. musicians ones that have a big enough name within that scene so everybody is checking out like the international artists yeah and then like the korean guys who might be really good and really talented but only other Korean people even know who they are. Yeah. So, do do you feel like? Um, just curious. I don't know this question. <clears throat> the answer to this question. Do you write your own music? Yeah. 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 Okay. I don't. I don't play it very often. I need to start. That's you know, I need to be more self disciplined about writing more. <laughs> I've, okay. I've I've grown a bit lazy about writing new stuff. Yeah. 
I usually write, you know, an idea when the mood strikes and then I just either either I record it on my phone or I record it on a computer or I write it down in like actual music notation, but then yeah. it just kind of sits there. Sits there and then, you know, it's been a while since I've really finished a lot of material. Oh, but, okay. Yeah. Well, I should. just curious, my follow-up <laughs> question to that really was, um, well, since you do write a little, do you feel like the Korean style of music influences your writing or anything? Or your playing, even? Um, you playing mean, style? like, Korean pop music in general? Or just, like, any Korean, like, the indie artists that you listen to, or even K-pop? Well, I definitely like... Yeah, that's a really big question. In some ways, I really like Korean music in general, there's i have some reservations i think because well here's the thing not everyone knows what what k-pop is all about i mean but you know i mean if you're even a little bit savvy i'm sure you can figure it out that it's a really big business (laughs) primarily it's a commercial enterprise first Mm -hmm. it's the first thing business a very distant maybe even the last consideration (laughs) is you know i agree with you there man Yeah. yeah and that's just the way it is but if but here's the thing that even Koreans often don't, I mean, they know if they want to know. It's just that they don't care, probably, you know, yeah. if, they, if they're just a casual listener. Most Korean, like most of the big K-pop stuff is not really, it's not, It's definitely not written by only Korean artists. Oh, no. It's written by international teams of songwriters. And yeah. they're all over, from all over the world. Yeah. So there's American songwriters. There's Swedish songwriters. There's, there's a lot a, of Swedish ones. There's a guy named An- Andreas, like Andreas Oberg or something. He 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 has a crazy story. I wish I was him in some ways. Mm. He was touring internationally as a jazz guitarist. And within like the last 10 years or so, he's so from when he was like around 30 till to now him being in his 40s, I think, he kind of reshaped himself, rebranded himself into just a songwriter and he has written a lot of the big hits on not not only for k-pop groups but for japanese j-pop artists also and that's now like that's that's all his income is writing music for international groups like that i I feel like it's a factory work that's how they're making so much income now yeah Um, and i know like a lot of the k-pop songs um a lot of them are written in English first, like the melody. Mm-hmm. Like they'll do like a, mm-hmm. what do you call it? Like a follow track. We're just mumbling. It's like chicken doodle soup. Yeah. <laughs> I like to eat this shit. Yeah. Motherfucker. <laughs> fuck me up in the ass. Yeah. <laughs> but then they'll translate that, that melody into a Korean with actual lyrics. Right. And it's, it's just it's, like a follow song. Yeah. And it's kind of in a funny sort of way. That's actually, that's kind of like what, pop music was like in america in like the 1920s and 30s like if you think of when when the biggest thing going in america was um was uh like broadway musicals that's how they would work is that you would have a composer who would do all the musical stuff and then he would work with the lyricist so the composer might write the melody, but he's not but he can't write the phrasing he needs the words for that so they would work together together and that's a lot of how some of these people are working with with K-pop groups because there will be some international person who knows more about just, you know, chord progressions and like instrumental stuff. Yeah. And then they'll work with a Korean person who's responsible for actually making it into words. Yeah. <laughs> into they meaning. write the Korean lyrics to it yeah. and like okay, 
let's add this section so they can you know do a cool dance move <laughs> yeah and then go back to the chorus mm. one more time like even yeah. with the dances um a lot of them they import a lot of like dancers from overseas to teach the choreography yeah uh like i know kinjas do you know kinjas uh no i'm not i think they were on like um america's that... top dance crew or something like that oh yeah uh they got mm -hmm. second place but mm -hmm. ooh. There's a, there's a there's a running gag out there about yeah. that joke, but oh, they they got second place. Um, but I know they work for um, they work with a lot of YG artists. Yeah, like one of the big mm. entertainment groups, uh, YG. I know they do a lot of the choreography there. So so yeah, like K-pop, it's it's a machine. Yeah, it is. It's a well-oiled machine, and, and I think a lot of the equipment, even it's like the recording equipment and the technology that they use is like well beyond what's in the states even in my opinion yeah because these days because they've had they've been working on it <laughs> mm -hmm. they've been working on it. they've done a lot of trial and error man yeah because if you look you can even find if you look at videos of k-pop groups from like the 80s it's like they've almost kind of been doing the same package yeah for the last you know 30 years yeah they're, they're just tweaking it and improving on it each time yeah. they're not doing anything radically different it's not really original it's yeah not, in my opinion but it's yeah it depends on what you think of yeah yeah it's original like, that's, that's subjective i'm you sorry. know i love i love korean pizza actually <laughs> oh fuck korean pizza man. <laughs> <laughs> no sorry you go <laughs> some people hate korean pizza i like korean pizza because it's 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 such it's it's nothing and yet it's delicious and by nothing I mean it's not it's not Italian obviously yeah. it's, it's not Korean either yeah. it's but it's 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 an it's a it's it's the concept it's really it's not even pizza it's the concept of pizza yeah, that Korea really has made into a new thing that, that's very true with a lot of a uh, Korean Westernized Korean food I should say yeah yeah so, so that's kind of what K-pop <laughs> that's kind of what i think of k-pop it's yeah. it's almost like the concept of music <laughs> that has been packaged into this something commercial commer yeah something that's product even even more so than american pop yeah no i, I totally agree with that and they're doing a good job yeah i mean like it's kids successful. everywhere listen to it i just think it's funny when my if i if i show a video of like of of a, of a less commercial i wouldn't even say all music is so, somewhat commercial obviously if you're selling yeah, it of course but a less commercialized music like a blues artist or something i might show my my kids a my students a video of that and then they're just like oh do you know bts I'm like oh do you know that they don't write any of their own music yeah <laughs> like there's nothing korean about it necessarily mm. uh, you know in its origin it's just you know it's just, yeah but it, it, not that that bothers me. It's just it just is what, what it, it is. is. Yeah, yeah. And at the end of the day, if somebody likes it, that's all that really matters in my right. opinion. That's yeah. It doesn't yeah. bother me that the the people who you know my favorite artists are are like jazz musicians who play in a couple of like famous clubs in New York, mm -hmm. and they're and they're absolutely famous to like a hundred people. You know what I yeah. mean? Like everybody Just there knows them and loves them, yeah. But outside of that, nobody knows who they are and nobody yeah. cares, and that's fine. Yeah. They're not competing for the same audience. Yeah. You know, the people who love the the musicians that I that I look up to, they're not gonna go to a K-pop concert and yeah. dance around with you know I don't Little know whatever glow sticks, sticks or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so that's fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Have you been to a K-pop concert? Just curious. 
Uh, well, mm, not to just. I've seen some K-pop artists live, but I have okay. not been to a solely K-pop concert. I actually love. I love the the rapper Benzino. Do you know that guy? No, I, don't think I do. No. His, um, I saw him at one of the uh, at one of the the larger quote jazz festivals in Korea. I okay. mean, it's this. It's the same at every other large jazz festival. In so it's the like world, some type of big name out there'll there. be like a main stage where it's actual jazz artists, but there's a lot of like hip hop and fusion mm. groups doing side stage stuff. Yeah. So there, yeah, I saw Benzino live, and it was great because he has, you know, it's like live. He has a live band, you know. Yeah. It's not just oh, a bunch cool. of sampled stuff, and oh, he actually sings. It's not. Yeah, because like a lot of K-pop, it's like it's just kind of like okay, there's like a it's just a He's track, the and they're the, and they just kind of dance around and stuff yeah. to it. But this was more like an actual Live music show, so yeah. it was so that was cool. I, I really want to go to a Ehi concert. I don't know if you know who she is. Yeah, she's kind of a <laughs> she's somewhat of a soulful R and B K pop ish mix kind of girl. Yeah, but um, there's these videos I really love watching of her. Uh, they're like live performances, and she has like a live band mm-hmm. singing or playing with her, and it's pretty cool. I'm like, oh man. Like even listening to the TV, like through the TV speakers, I'm like, oh, this is this sounds beautiful. Like I want to yeah. see this live. Yeah. Yeah, and I really do like that kind of stuff. I like the, I like the Korean. You know, if it fits in, I'm not sure if it fits exactly within the K-pop definition, whatever. But the 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 pop music in Korea <laughs> that is more more of a fusion of Everything. just the pop stuff with some more like soul R and B stuff it's really great and it's cool because that is in my opinion that is kind of a unique thing because it's you know they koreans did not invent an american soul (laughs) whatsoever so just the fact that they're into it uh, that's kind of cool uh there was a song this was a while back um i don't remember what year so don't quote me maybe like this is like four or five years ago yeah uh you know girls generation yeah I've heard of them, yeah. They, they were like one of the big groups. Um, they mm-hmm. had a song, I think it was called like um, The Boys or something. Um, I got a boy, Tekken, I got a boy, something like that. Um, that song was very interesting to me because it felt like nine different genres in one song. Yeah. Like there were so many cuts. There was it like, could have been written by nine different people. <laughs> yeah, and it, it, it's amazing how they were able to flow all nine genres into this one song. Yeah, and it worked. Mm-hmm. And like that was very impressive to me. I was like, "This is kind of cool." Oh my god, here's an R and B track. Here's all of a sudden a rock track. Here's a rap track. All of a sudden, there's a trap track too. And it's like, yeah, there's no for this song particularly. There was like no full concept, and yeah. then. Once I heard that particular song, I started listening to other K-pop songs. I'm like, they've been doing this. Right. All of a sudden, there's like a bridge and they change up mm-hmm. the, the genre of yeah. the song just for the bridge. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh, they've been doing this. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely, that's that's unique. It's something that I think has come about specifically because of the Korean market. Like here, here, it's one of those things I was talking to somebody else a while ago. I can't, you know, I can't remember who I, I could remember if I thought long enough, but I don't want to. <laughs> we're talking about something about art and music. And mm-hmm. so I was, my concept is that there's, that there's the, um, there's the art and then there's the technology and then there's the business. 
no, no matter what it is. So for music, there's the actual music, there's mm -hmm. the music technology, and then there's the music business. And those three streams, they all interact together. Yeah. So like Bach, Beethoven, they never made a record in their whole life. So it was just music. They, they, yeah. So what they were selling was either a live performance or a literal paper, paper yeah. music that people would read and play. So nowadays people are, <clears throat> people are complaining about the breakdown of the, the recording model where you, you, you record for a record or a CD and then you sell that, but that's only existed for about a hundred years and now it's changed to like digital technology yeah. and streaming and that sort of thing. So the, the business model has to change because, yeah. you know, because the technology has changed. Mm -hmm. But what you just said, I think, is an example of uh, Korean listeners themselves. They get bored easily. <laughs> oh, and that's, I never thought of it like that. So okay. Korean writers, songwriters, mm -hmm. they can get away with packing more stuff into a song. Yeah than then you can another another market i, I read oh, an article right. about this where american songwriters were saying that's one of the reasons they like writing a song for the korean market is because they can kind of get away with just just trying more things trying more different influences because yeah. if if you took that song mm -hmm. with like nine different styles in the mm -hmm. same it's like nine four songs. minutes yeah yeah if you took that to america and you tried to sell it to somebody, a group or, or, yeah. or, or a label or something, they'd be like, well, how, who am I going to play this to? Who do I market this to? Yeah, because, you know, it's, it's I mean, again, these days things have broken down and kind of yeah. changed a lot. But still, peop, especially a record executive or something, mm -hmm. recording executive, they're going to think of it as in like the traditional radio play model. Yeah. Like you can't, if you can't, if you have a song that's a rap, pop and rock song together... You can't play, play it on a rap station. Yeah, and you can't, can't play it on play a rock, rock station. station. Like, where do I put this? And how do I yeah, market exactly. this? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. So and I think the K-pop market is, <clears throat> the audience particularly, they're, it's catered to them. Yeah. I never thought of it that way. So for whatever reason, Korean li listeners, they, they don't mind having a bunch of different yeah. stuff. Just like Korean pizza. <laughs> oh, man, we're bringing it back. Oh, you're, you're right, because I've seen some shit on pizza, man. I have seen some shit. I've seen bananas on pizzas, man. And that's a Mr. Pizza. That's like the biggest yeah. pizza uh, franchise out here. I'm like, I saw bananas on that shit. I'm like, God damn, bro. Like, mm-mm. Yeah, it's almost like, it's almost, there's this, there's this almost like genius of desperation of you want, what do you what do you bastards want? You want this on your pizza? Yeah, and that's I'll the put, same with the I'll music. I'll put vegetables and you know vegetables and fruit and meat, all kinds of stuff on your pizza. Anything you want. Yeah, and it's the same with the music. It's like oh, you want you like rock, you like rap. Okay, we'll put it all in the same song. Oh man. <laughs> well, hey man, uh, we're over thirty minutes now <laughs> already. Yeah. God yeah. damn it. I want to ask you so many damn questions. I want to, you want to go for a little bit longer? That's fine with me. Okay. I don't want to break your, well, the model of a thing you're doing, but you know what? There was never a model to this thing, to be honest. So let's just keep going for a moment. Cause there's something yeah, I wanted fine. to ask you. Um, it was particularly about your music. This is going back yeah, to the I very first question. I didn't question. even answer your you question. <laughs> we, we all, we all, we all, we went on a fucking tangent, man. <laughs> And, you know, I, I think that's why I like this platform is because literally we come into these conversations 
uh with every guest we have is like listen there's no topic guys yeah like people always text me it's like hey you want to be on a on the podcast with me it's like yeah sure what do you guys talk about i'm like to be honest we don't talk about anything <laughs> yeah. i, I might have comes a, up I whatever guess. comes up i mean i might have a question for you but it's i'm not going to try to keep on track yeah. with that topic yeah. but no like the topic i want to talk to you was um was going back to your music um wh- what has it been like playing in korea like how was that for you personally and like how that helped develop your personal taste or even style in music and yeah, everything yeah yeah and that has korean changed you how did, has korea changed you as a right. musician yeah and that'll help me answer the question the first because <laughs> uh yeah so after <laughs> so after about six months of uh avoiding other musicians i i started looking for other people to play with so i eventually found found some people um at first it was just other expats in in like hobby bands so i played in a in like a funk and pop band for a while that's the band i played the longest with mm-hmm. i also played in another group that was mostly rock it was a rock band it was kind of um hard, hard to say uh, maybe like indie rock but like they actually, because of what the singer liked to sing, uh, it kind of stuck to almost like indie rock from late 90s through early 2010s or late 2000 era. That was just kind of like his thing. Yeah, his style. Yeah, which I liked. Some of it didn't like some some of it either. I mean, it's the same with the, every band you make yeah. compromises. But yeah, so to answer the, the, the more recent question... Um, the environment that we would play in usually was, you know, every, every every Korean town has like some dive foreign or bar in it somewhere. Mm, yeah, for sure. And, we congregate. Right. And a lot of those, you know, are, are open to having live music there. So that was a lot of the kind of places I would play in. And, you know, so a lot of the music that we would play was tailored to that to some extent. Um, not that we would try to really play music just to you know you know in a people pleasing way but it was we definitely were trying to craft songs that could get people on their feet and dancing if that's what they were into you yeah. know some places are more <coughs> it depends on the venue you know if it's a small place there's not really an, a place to dance then uh you know people might just sit and and just chat their head. but but yeah but a lot of the, those places they have you know at least some area that people can dance and you know get crazy so so yeah, I would say it's uh maybe I should just compare it to Texas. Like in Texas I was studying jazz and I was focusing on that a lot. I would play pop a little bit if someone um just if someone called me as in sit, sitting in for somebody. Mm. Like uh, as a so so if someone is in a band and they're like I'm sick or I booked myself in two different bands or two different dates. Mm. They'd be like, "Oh, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna call Jarrett. He can play. He can play these songs. He'll learn these songs. He'll play with you guys just for this one show or oh, whatever." Okay. So that's what I would do in Texas, but I didn't have a regular, like a regular like, pop band. band. Yeah. The the stuff that I was doing regularly was playing jazz there, but it, again, it was it was mostly playing with older guys and just like one off concerts, not mm-hmm. really like a band situation. So here, this was like the first time that I was able to stick with one one band for a long time mm-hmm. and learn <clears throat> learn all the kind of pop songs that typical cover band 
do. Type, yeah. T- typical bar bands learn. Mm-hmm. So that's a lot of, for, for example, lately, that's a lot of uptown funk. Every, oh, every okay. cover band in the whole world yeah. now <laughs> that plays one? that song. Okay. Do you guys sing yeah. that one too or no? Do you guys have a singer? Yeah, we, yeah, again, I'm not, the, the band that I was playing that with, I'm not in any, anymore. But mm-hmm. yeah, but we had a singer. We would do, there were, we went through different variations of, of backup singing. I would be a backup singer. A lot of the time, there was a time when every other person on stage was a backup singer, but then we kind of abandoned that because most places just simply do not have the sound system to support that, to support it. Because if you have, if you have four or five people on stage singing, then you need to have, they all have to have mics. They all have to go through a board and then you have to check the levels to every single person. And so like, understand. Yeah, exactly. So Four or five mics plus several instruments. Plus, yeah, plus several instruments. It was a nightmare. Yeah, for I can just imagine. for just for especially for just some dive bar somewhere, mm-hmm. right? So a lot of times we would abandon that and either just only have the singer or the singer and one other backup singer, which is enough. That's enough yeah. for the kind of shows we were playing most of the time. Okay, it was that, and then other like beer festivals and stuff. We would yeah. do that too. So yeah, so a lot of it. You know, I I got a lot of experience just playing the general kind of pop party, just party music, basically, yeah. that, oh, okay. that a lot of those kind of working bands play. We we did play some Korean songs occasionally. Like when I first was in a band, one of the, our singers, he could speak Korean a little bit because he's been in Korea for a long time. <clears throat> so he knew a couple of Korean songs that he could sing yeah. in Korean. So we, we did that at first when he left the band and we got another singer and he didn't know any Korean songs. So then we had yeah. just had to change things. But when you usually play the bars, were these mainly foreigner bars or? Yeah, yeah. mostly. Yeah, mostly foreigner bars. We did play in a couple of like actual music clubs in Seoul, mm-hmm. but that was but that was just more rare. It was just oh, okay. whatever whenever they had time like uh, some some of those some of the jazz bars there they might have a concert series yeah. and then they're more open to things like funk and oh, and okay. pop stuff so that's sometimes you would do that i if I, i'm trying to remember i think that's what we did once there's a bar there called boogie woogie that's okay. like yeah <laughs> that sounds like a cool bar <clears throat> yeah it is but it, yeah so it's a more traditional jazz bar but sometimes if they have a lot of concerts for a, a few weeks or something, they'll, they're, they will have a different theme each night. So I think mm. we were tagged on to the end of one of the nights that was yeah. a little looser theme. Like there was a, you know, more just gro- like groove oriented music rather yeah. than more uptight <laughs> jazz, I guess. Yeah. So, okay. so yeah, a little of both, but mostly, yeah, like foreigner bars and yeah. stuff. Do, do you think you're... What experience did you like more? Your experience in a band back home or experience here in Korea, do you think? Um, It's, you know, I've had a lot of different experiences, so it's hard to... Just choose one. Yeah, it's hard to compare them directly because of how different it is. Even here, it's hard to compare playing jazz with playing, like, the party Mm. stuff. Because... It's a different environment, different crowd and everything. Here, if you go to a dive bar, you might, you know, will get pay- paid not very much, if at all. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Usually, they're able to pay, like, if, if it's a place, 
if it's a place we have to travel to, usually the yeah. bar owner will help us cover the cost travel of expense. travel. And then once we get there, he might give you free drinks or something. As yeah, a, a lot of times it ends up being like free drink, dr- <clears throat> free drinks plus maybe you'll get tips or like if he makes a lot of money that night, he'll give you some of the extra, but okay. but like not a guaranteed thing. Yeah. But you know enough to keep you just keep playing music, yeah. which is the real goal. Yeah. Um, and then you're you're playing for you're playing a long you know maybe two or three sets you're playing for a lot of drunken drunken people who are trying to let loose so it can sometimes be really fun because it's a party vibe it can also be a drag when it's like one in the morning and and people are just like still dancing and like requesting songs and you're like i don't want to play any of that yeah please leave me alone (laughs) and uh yeah but that that so that's one environment just here in korea and then i've played jazz shows with strictly like korean professionals professional jazz musicians that's all they do Mm. and so we play we play we come together and rehearse just for one show for one event that's like put on by the city or something and then we're playing at a concert hall you know and everything is perfect like they have every piece of gear and equipment in the building is brand new Mm -hmm. and you know everyone's doing everything everything by the book Mm. And, you know, when you get paid, some I, I've been paid a lot of m- money a couple of times to do that, but it's just like one thing that yeah. happens. Okay. See you next, see you in five months. <laughs> kind Is of that thing. something you would like though? Like to do more things like that? Something yeah, like, I would, but yeah. it's like, even, it's hard to even by. for them. Yeah. It's, it's rare because a yeah. lot of that is, you know, I, we did something like that <coughs> once last year that mm-hmm. they had a Daejeon like small jazz festival. Yeah. It, they called it a jazz festival. It was really just like two nights, which like that's not. <laughs> okay. I don't know if that's big enough a to festival. call it a festival, yeah. but that that's what they called it. How do you land like a job like that here in Korea? Um. Well, for me personally, mm. I, I can't I can't say how someone else would. Yeah. For me personally, you only got it once, obviously. Yeah. Too. For no me, shade. I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. We have, I've done two or three things like that. But mm-hmm. the only the only reason is personal connections, just yeah. making friends. Okay. So I've made friends because when I first got here, there were was it three or just two? There, there were when I first got here, there were two <laughs> legitimate jazz clubs in Daejeon in the Which Doom Song era. The one was called Yellow Taxi. Okay, yeah, that one. And then the other one was called I think Blue Jazz. Is that the one that closed out like the first few months we were here? Yeah, okay. yeah, I remember. <laughs> so Blue Jazz closed like almost right away. Yeah, um, Yellow Taxi. If you know, it's yeah, moved yeah, recently. Remember. Oh wait, where is it now? There, there's he opened a small one in Bongmyeongdong, oh, all the way up north near Yusang. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Because I saw, I was walking through the area just yesterday. I don't go down Doonsan that often. Yeah. Um, but I went there just yesterday. I was just doing my walk um, after the gym. I looked around, I'm like, oh my God, half the businesses have changed out. Right, yeah. I'm like, where's Yellow Taxi? Yeah. I'm like, where do we hold the um, the welcoming parties now? Like, yeah. where's Jared playing? <laughs> you know? It's, I was like, <laughs> right. oh. But yeah, okay. Yeah, do you know where Mad Blocks is? That giant yeah, building? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's right next to that, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yellow Taxi is pretty chill. I like Yellow Taxi. Yeah. It's just, we don't go there that often. Yeah. Is, is it the same uh, space size? No, not no. at all. It's totally different. The totally. name is the same, but mm-hmm. everything's different. He's really, it's updated. It's smaller. It yeah. looks a lot more modern. He's obviously catering to th- 
now the people who live over there, which are older and have yeah. a lot more money to yep. spend, you oh, know, in okay, yeah. So he's now he's he's done. This is probably this is similar to what some American uh, clubs and bars do. Like he does, he doesn't charge any admission anymore, but the 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 drinks are really expensive, expensive now. Oh, so okay. That's how he covers like paying yeah. bands that play there, but you know the like the last. When I first came here, which mm. was when you came here, peop, some Yellow Taxi was a little bit still of a hangout spot. Like, people would go over there. Yeah. I but, only go there now once a year, maybe, <laughs> if I'm lucky. Yeah. But, yeah, the last yeah. the last couple of years, it just it just suddenly kind of died. Like, yeah. uh, even when he had a couple... He had a international jazz artist play there a couple of times, and there wasn't a lot of people. Yeah. And just going there on a regular night, like there'd be nobody there. Yeah. And the place is huge, so I'm sure his expenses were probably yeah, the high. Rent and everything. You know, yeah, like it just wasn't certainly there were not a lot of young people. Mm. And these days it seems like young people is are the only people going to that area. The yeah. Dunsan. And I, I mean yeah. yeah, I mean Dunsan really is for the young people. Yeah. I I'll be honest. We're we're a little older. But yeah. I mean, every time I go there, I'm like, you youngins. Yeah. Your balls it, it, haven't even dropped. Yet. Like, <laughs> fuck you guys. Starting to feel out of place. Yeah. It's just like yeah. like specifically college age, or it's sometimes yeah. even younger these days. It's yeah. It's like eighteen, nineteen, twenty at, yeah. at most. I think twenty five is like max almost. And I'm like, even I mean, yeah, twenty five is not that much younger, but it's like, and you're going, a baby to me. Yeah. And specifically, yeah. it's for like dance clubs and stuff. Yeah, and that's just not my crowd, so I yeah. never go. And I, with Yellow Taxi, that's not their audience. It, it's yeah, not. exactly. So I can see why they want to move to a different area. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of what happened. He opened. He opened at first, and then and then just closed the old one. So yeah, I don't know if there's anything at the old one now. If someone else bought Wait, it, where was the old one? The old one was the one in Dunsan at the what like the second or third floor oh so they had i think i know that spot so that spot originally there was uh, i'm not gonna explain what it is because that sounds like (laughs) every bar but okay i think i know so then they moved to the bigger one that we that we're both talking about right now the really huge space and now they're in pumyeondong um yeah the well the one that i'm talking about that's new is in pumyeondong yeah the very first one very first one but the the only one that i knew is probably the same one you knew it was like the the, the the large space oh okay never mind then i don't know the first space then yeah maybe no. i don't know the first space <laughs> okay because there was a bar that was that open well it was open when we first got here and i really liked it yeah um but like i went there maybe two or three times and then it closed yeah and like at that time we were still discovering korea whatever mm-hmm. was that one called travelers was it that one there we go travelers yeah. they that were was it. close that was in this I think that might have been in the same area or a little bit yeah. further away. But I don't even remember where that was, but I like that bar too. They had yeah. good food there. Mm-hmm. They had a good burger there. That I had remember. a similar setup. It was like a large open area yeah. up a couple of floors. That, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. what Yellow Taxi was like too. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah. Well, man, we're almost an hour in all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, let's, let's try to close this out. I want to ask right. one last question. Okay. That's cool. Well, what are your plans back home music wise? Like, what do you plan to do? Music-wise. So, that corresponds to non-musical things also. Because it basically comes down to where I want to move. I would love to go to the East Coast. Because that's where 
That's where all of my heroes are okay. currently living and playing, basically. That's a lot cool. of the music that I'm into, whether it's jazz or even more art the more artistic side of like hip hop and soul and stuff, a mm-hmm. lot of that is a lot of that is happening in New York or or close to it. Yep. You know, the New York and Philadelphia area. Uh but it's also really expensive over there. Yeah. So uh I know I know a couple of people who live in that area, so I want to talk to them and kind of get a feel for if I really wanted to go there, what would it take realistically? My sister also recently got married and moved to California. So, and she's in, she's in Corona, which is a smaller town, but it's close enough that you can see the other big cities if you want to. Yeah. I think that's like north of LA. I can't even remember. Yeah. So like my, my plan actually, when I first go back, the uh, rest of my family lives in Texas, so I want to fly to California and visit my sister some and just kind of like check out feel. that area. I've never just hung out in California yep. before. So, yeah, the the music scenes are different. I think I would prefer, prefer like the East Coast thing because just like I said, that's where all the stuff the heroes and everything that I like the most. But To be honest, you look like an East Coast guy <laughs> yeah. more than a West Coast guy, I'll be honest. Yeah, I'm not... I'm not <laughs> I'm not like the surfer. Hey, man. Yeah, you're not. <laughs> Let's go surf. Yeah, you're not. <laughs> That's definitely not me. But uh, but yeah, but I would still like to check out what's happening. There, there are amazing musicians in California these oh, yeah. days. So and it's next to like all the big record labels too, and everything too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're into the more, you know, I want to be a star type of thing. Yeah. I think that's there's more of that over there. Go. But, but that's not what you're after, though. <laughs> yeah, that's not that's not me. I'm I'm more I'm more the type. What I want to do musically is I don't I don't care who knows me. I just want to be successful at what I'm doing. And and success to me would be defined as making enough money that I can just do what I want to do. Basically, yeah. that's so that's like I was saying earlier that that's what my heroes are like. You know, yeah. they're not famous at all, but they can make enough money playing the music that they like that yeah. they don't have to do anything else. That that would be my. Your like goal, your ultimate dream. goal eventually that's cool man yeah. you know i always think that this was something my i think it was oh, he was my math teacher in ninth grade uh he said to me basically find something you like to do get someone yeah. to pay you to do what you like to do <laughs> right yeah and that's the dream right? yeah and then make sure that you're making enough money doing what you like to do to support to keep supporting you and what you want to do yeah yeah no, yeah, I mean, if you can that's do that. the thing. Like, I, I, I definitely, you know, the way that I don't want to open a whole other can of worms before we wrap it up. But American culture has changed a lot. A lot of people have kind of, I think, given up on traditional markers of success, mm. which is like, you know, Korea is like they're all about rigid, defined, yeah, <laughs> defined um, categories of this is successful and this is yeah. not. Um. You know, I think I think it's important to like have some commonality with other people of yes, this is a good life to live and this is not, but still at the end of the day you have to Yeah, you have to live on your own terms, you know. For sure. So So yeah, so what you just said. Yeah. <laughs> have it having a that's that that's living a life for, because of an intrinsic re- reward. Yeah. You're doing it because it, you get something out of yeah. it personally, not only because other people will look at you and be like, "Yay, good job." Yeah, yeah that's that's not the way. 
Well, so. with that note, I think that's a great way to end it. Live life on your terms, yes. ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Do you first. <laughs> and you know, that's something. Oh, man. God damn. I'm not going to go with it. No, nope, I'm not going to say anything anymore because we'll just keep going. Oh, I yeah. can keep talking to you all Next day, time. man. Next time. Next time. No, but at the end of the day, <laughs> do you live life on your terms, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, yep. Jared, I just want to thank you for coming out, man. Yeah. Thanks for the invite. Yeah. This has been great. I'm think. so glad to see you. Yeah. I, I'm not going to go to another spill. <laughs> Fuck this. Nope. I'm a conversationalist. Okay. No, it was good to see you, man. Thank you for being on the show. And you're always welcome back. Yeah. I really mean that, man. No problem. All right. Can hang well, out some more? Yeah. <laughs> let's go grab dinner, man. I'm hungry. All right. Me too. All right. Yeah. Let's go eat.